0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with fans of Caucho. and fans of that guy from the Karate Kid movie, Ralph Macchio. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no cappin'.
1: Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Cap. Facts. No. Cap. No cap Facts.
2: No. Cap. No cap. Yeah, you wanna you wanna move into the uh theme? The old theme, yeah. What do you got? What do we got? Which is a theme I'm shocked we haven't done before. Like I honestly thought we must have done this before. We're doing we're finally doing soccer.
0: Soccer football catch you. It's a beautiful game. The beautiful game.
2: Alright, that's about I all. I, know. <laughs> I thought you'd be more <sighs> excited.
0: When I say foot, you say ball. Foot. Ball. Foot. Ball. Alright. Okay, I think we're sufficiently excited now. Paul, you said that you had a recent experience with soccer, right? That's why you wanted to bring this in as a as a topic. Oh yeah, yeah. We both uh watched soccer games
2: uh this week. Uh you mm-hmm. on the television and me, I went to the uh Bank of America yeah. Stadium.
0: Paul was part of a world record breaking thing, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. 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 Most uh most people in attendance at an MLS game. I don't know if that can be called world breaking because it is MLS, so it's America breaking.
0: Or world record setting. There could be a there could be an MLS game in a different country. In Canada
2: or like Mexico, do they have MLS teams yeah. in? Okay.
0: They do actually in uh Canada for sure. I don't think in Mexico.
2: Yeah, I guess Mexico probably has like a better league that you would want to Yeah, Shout be a part out to
0: Toronto and Montreal, I think, are the two. It Must've been crazy. Yeah, it was fun. There was a ton of
2: people. It was, uh, it was going wild in there. Um, I got there at like the twenty-minute mark and left at like the sixty or seventy-minute mark. So, mm. um, didn't see the full game. We did lose, but not as bad as a lot of people were predicting. So,
0: it was a pretty great goal that got LA the win. I did see the goal. I was there for the goal. That was pretty cool. Wait, and you still left.
2: Well, it was their team that scored the goal.
0: For some <laughs> reason, my understanding was that you were there, it was 0-0, and you were like, oh, it's like 60 minutes in, let's just go, it's boring.
2: No, I, I mean, I was mostly there because I got free tickets. Did
0: you guys get any good snackies in the stadium or not? I
2: did. I got these, like, uh, I got these, like, um, I got the pulled pork chips. Uh, great footy Ooh. scran. Uh, pulled pork nachos, why did I say chips? Um, But yeah. It's the British thing, um, yeah. And they they uh they came out real good, yeah. No, if Thanks. it was the British in me, it would have been on top of fries. If it yeah. was chips, come we on, it still H. would have been good. To be honest, I don't this know. This is the second episode in a row where every British listener has committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> we have thinned out that population, <laughs> dude. I did. I didn't realize when I asked for a Bud Light that they were going to give me one of those massive cans. I guess that yeah. makes sense because you don't want to reserve people constantly. Mm-hmm. Like if you just give them a tiny can, but um, I was already pretty drunk at that point, and I was not expecting that much alcohol.
0: Oh yeah, because you really pre-gamed hard for that one, didn't you?
2: Yeah, and also I'm a lightweight now. It's something I've noticed. Mm. Well, how was uh, your game that you watched with Phil?
0: oh man i apparently have uh, phil's we've had a couple sunday fun days together where like i've been like a part of it's been like oh by the way i want to go watch a soccer game at some point and he's like oh yeah i'll just like drink a beer and hang out and uh, i think i'm starting to test his patience with <laughs> with the soccer games because they have been very low scoring every time we've gone to watch them so we won one zero against napoli very admirable we took the we solidified our first uh play spot in the table but i do not think phil had a real good time watching that game but um i enjoyed it super fun. And then I even I went to go watch the uh, Champions, League game. Champions League games today as well. And those, th- that's what I should have taken Phil to go watch because the Bayern Munich game ended 7-1. So that's the kind of thing you have to do to get Americans into uh, soccer. But fun times all around.
2: Nice. Nice. Any general ideas about soccer since we're talking about the theme? I think you've shared so much already.
0: I have. I've got a few pet peeves. Um, there's the one that I don't think has made it to pod, which is... Uh, the typical American guy who uh, when they like see over your shoulder that you're watching a soccer game, they'll say, uh, you know, I don't really like it and I don't really find the entertainment in it. But I do admire the fact that those guys run the like They run a lot. <laughs> and it's like, what? what, <laughs> Why does that matter to me? Get out of my face. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like such a stereotype response where that seems to be like what people think is the acceptable opinion to like disagree about liking soccer on. But uh,
2: I think what they're trying to say in a very I stupid way. Yeah, is that they acknowledge that they're probably like more athletic in some sort of way than they're not, what they're trying to say is I'm not just a chauvinist who thinks football is cool because they're strong. I also mm-hmm. understand that these people are strong in their own way. Obviously it's very stupid and odd. But honestly, Adrian, people are just trying to make conversation. Why are you why are you being so mean to them? <laughs> they're <laughs> just sorry. trying to get to I'm know, sorry. know you.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true all of those really like 10 out of 10 hot blonde babes who would say that to me when i was at the bar and i'd be like yeah my face (laughs) i'm trying to watch this soccer game (laughs) what i
2: love adrian is how they they can just keep going and going
0: all (laughs) night (laughs) like get away from me and i'm like it's 90 minutes it's a very stereotyped amount of time (laughs) it's not like
2: american football where the game just lasts for however long would you insult me for saying that one of the things I like about soccer is that they uh, that they don't have any real place to put commercial breaks or like stoppage time just gets added to the end of a game so that you yeah, don't no, have that's to great. like ever you're always can be watching the game and never be like, oh, this is when we yeah. just have to all stop watching right now. You get a 15 minute
0: break and then you go back into it. It's great. Uh-huh. Yeah. I- I'm surprised the Americans haven't ruined that. Like, I mean, famously in like the 90s americans changed uh for their league how to take uh penalty kicks for like a shootout because they're like we need to make it more exciting for americans and i'm so surprised it hasn't happened in more <laughs> other in, in other various ways in soccer where it's like we need more ad breaks we got to figure out how to make soccer have more ad breaks
2: they tried they were like what do americans like and they were like they like uh battle bots so we should get each team can design <laughs> their own locker their own soccer ball shooting versus cannon. a battle
0: bot <laughs> Um. No, yeah, legitimately. There was a while in the 90s where the way they took penalties for shootouts was that you started at half field and just like ran with the ball at the at the goalkeeper. How did that make it more exciting?
2: It just added more lead up time. I mean, I assume I you weren't know, allowed to just like try to juke the goalkeeper, like get the shoot before a certain point. I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't alive back
0: then. I just know it was a thing. You could run it into the goal. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about the MLS. They always try to walk it in. <laughs> Uh Okay, yeah, so I think Paul identified that I've said a lot about on the pod. So I actually kind of wanted to do a thing where we like bookended the podcast with third segments. Um, So I mentioned this before to Paul off pod, but there's this really interesting dude named Ray Hudson, who particularly loves Lionel Messi, who I'm sure you know, and he's, he's he's a bit of a wizard with the words. He's a bit of a craftsman, a bit of a bar god. Um, so I've got 20 of the best Ray Hudson quotes about Lionel Messi. And I want to see if I could get your reactions to these as a little intro to the soccer bit.
2: Oh, 20. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a we'll lot go of good this quotes. That guy is... We'll uh, these
0: quotes? Okay. Who
2: is he? This guy's an announcer?
0: Yeah, he, uh, he usually announces the La Liga games uh, on ESPN. Did
2: they gamble too much?
0: The Champions League
1: hero against PSG leading the break. Gomes looking for the overlap but inside it's Messi again the medicine man arrives and sinks his flaming spear into the hearts of Real Madrid astonishing from Messi beautiful counter attack Messi born in the crossfire hurricane and he is jumping Jack Flash right here There's left with bees flying around him, and he can not about the yellow card. Messi, you could drop a tarantula into his shorts and he'll still be cool.
0: So this is about Argentine soccer player Lionel Messi. He arrives like a witch on a broomstick and produces the hocus pocus in front of goal.
2: Mm, mm. A little problematic to do that in a post J.K. Rowling world, but OK.
0: Ooh, OK. In the United States, we give hurricanes a name. If they ever call one Lionel Messi, you'd better evacuate people.
2: Why? That has no bearing on how dangerous the hurricane is. It goes in alphabetical order, and plus they don't give them first and last names. They just give it a last name. You idiot.
0: (laughs) Ray Hudson, you're (laughs) on watch. This man knows nothing. Okay. He arrives like a ghost in the night. There ain't any tracking of him. X-rays couldn't track this guy down.
2: It's uh, pretty meandering. It almost sounds like a Paul quote.
0: Okay, interesting. You got to you got to fill up 90 minutes, man. That's true. You got to fill up 90 minutes without doing that thing that I mentioned to you over the phone once when I was watching a soccer game while we were talking where the announcer said uh After a little bit of an outburst from a player. Ah, that's just his Latino temperament. And then 10 minutes later had to apologize on air.
2: (laughs) That's so funny you mentioned that because I totally was about to make a joke about you have to fill up 90 minutes without saying a single (laughs) racial slur.
0: (laughs) I I know where your head's at.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's not my fault. There's like a controversy every two weeks about like a basketball announcer or a soccer announcer saying something offensive on TV.
0: I guess that's true. Especially as a fan of Bill Burr, I think that's one of his big bits, right? It's like, you can't talk about the fast twitch muscle and the slow twitch muscle. You gotta just keep your mouth shut. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I didn't know that. Is that yeah. like a ra- that has racial connotation to it? I don't even know. It's just one of Bill Burr's things.
1: <laughs> like once every four or five years, you know that? Like some 50, 55 year old white dude tries to explain why black people are kicking the shit out of white people in practically every major sport, you know? <laughs> And it always goes down the same way, right? There's always like three white dudes, and the one white dude in the middle, he's always like the guy with like the theory, you know? He's always like, you know, it seems these uh, these African American athletes, they uh, they seem to have this uh, this quick twitch uh, muscle fiber, you know? There's a uh, slow twitch, and there's uh, this quick twitch. And the second the dude says that, like the other two white dudes start like sliding out of frame, like okay, this guy's getting fired, and I'm not going to be part of this highlight. Nice knowing you, Ned. Keep that seat warm, right? And the dude in the middle, he's just, like, hell-bent on getting fired. You know, he starts, like, bringing up slavery. And evidently, they're reading The Strongest Man with The Strongest Woman in that quick twitch. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, 20 minutes later, that dude's on TV. He's, like, fired, right? He's crying. His family's standing there. He's got, like, a box of shit from his desk with, like, an Emmy sticking out. He's like, I don't know what I said. I was just talking about the quick twitch and the slow twitch. and I wasn't just trying to make a point.
0: Oh, okay, let's see. Uh... Defenders try to follow him on Facebook, and he comes out on Twitter. That's just how evasive he is. That's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> Footballing's bird of paradise is fluffing his feathers beautifully. That's kind of just literary. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, you think he's like? Do you think this is him getting out like his poetry or his writing that he's a little <laughs> embarrassed about, so he tries to slip it in real quick
0: and move on? <laughs> um okay here's the last one it's like he's playing a tambourine on his knee
2: was was messy like dribbling with his knee or something or like you i think so he's probably bouncing
0: the ball on his knee and controlling it yeah
2: yeah i didn't know that happened in game very often i thought that was more like a showing off like off field sort of thing
0: it can happen in games Mm. my coach used to say this whenever i was a kid that uh rainbows specifically the thing where you flip it over your head like that's like a thing that you never use in the game and that's why he did not encourage us to learn how to do it he was like it's basically just for showing off and there was a game i think back when he was in brazil where neymar did it to some defenders actually this might have been when he was in europe and uh basically like he got like very violently fouled right afterwards because it was considered disrespectful (laughs) so yeah it's kind of one of those things all right interesting so there's some weird announcers all right, anything else you want to say about soccer before we get into the columns? Uh your own experience with it? You uh played one two seasons?
2: Yeah, I I used to play like youth soccer stuff. Uh I feel like most American kids do. It's like the that that's most Americans' perception of soccer is that sport your parents put you in when you're young.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what did it say about the people who like played soccer in the town that we grew up in because it wasn't as bad as like I know my advisor will tell stories about him growing up where it was like, yeah, you got, like, beaten up if you played soccer. That was considered, like, the girly sport or whatever, Um, where I don't know what the vibe was of people who decided to play soccer over other sports, whereas the only other thing I know of is kind of one of those things where, like, my neighbor, where it was, like, he played football and baseball and soccer and tennis because his parents were just, like, trying to get him into anything. Um, So you get, like, those three types of people, like, people who never play it, people who yeah, either gravitated towards it or, like, their parents just, like, put them into it as uh, as kids or...
2: I mean, baseball was definitely, like, the good old Southern boys and, like, the more laid-back jocks, I want to say, like, uh, yeah. less aggro but still, like, you know, Southern, Southern dudes. Um, definitely, like, chewing tobacco at, like, age 12. Yeah, yeah, love chewing tobacco, love their trucks, that sort of thing.
0: Uh, I mean, I so I didn't bring it in, but literally one of the questions that I sent you where I was like, do you want to do this question is like, are sports conservative or liberal? And why does it feel like soccer is a liberal sport? <laughs> At least in America, uh, as like, a yeah, the frame of reference for that question.
2: I was looking so hard for a question that was kind of like um, Joel McHale's character from Community. Which is, I wanted to find a question where somebody was like, I don't think my friend's actually into soccer. He just thinks it's cool and cruel troll to be. And I couldn't find it. I was like typing all those keywords into Google. <laughs> I was like, that friend pretending to like soccer advice column. <laughs> I was like, this has to be something that somebody's written into an advice column this about, and I couldn't find it.
0: It's like that. And it's like friends who like did a summer abroad in Europe in college, and now they're into football.
2: Yeah, they come back and they're like, "the the town I stayed at is now my favorite team. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's certainly a vibe to it as a, as like a, being like a soccer child. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't feel like it's people who played soccer growing up that are mostly the cultural elite soccer fans. It really is people who I think take it on as a personality because they're like, what's like a cool sport to like that doesn't make me like a stupid jock? Like all those people Mm. who like football and then they decide to like soccer.
0: It's a thinking man's game.
2: The thinking man's game. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm totally like, I once shut down another grad student at a party because she was like making fun of like sports ball. And I was like, I mean, I don't know, man, just because we're grad students, we can't like like a sport. Like, come on, dude. And uh,
2: well, you're Spanish, so you're not putting it on as a (laughs) you're not putting it on to pretend to like soccer.
0: Oh, real quick, because I don't think I couldn't find an article about this. But how do you feel about the uh, the fashion soccer, soccer jerseys? I just bought a soccer jersey, actually, and it's coming tomorrow. So I'm very excited
2: uh i will say i wish airlines didn't have such prominent placing on everybody's chest <laughs>
0: uh, it's not just airlines it's it's sponsors but
2: <laughs> uh, uh charlotte fc had ally bank as their big like uh on their chest which i will say that the ally building in charlotte took down their every building in charlotte does you know the colors of you know they all have like neon lights or led lights that light up different it colors is a very on different days. part of the city yeah and they usually coordinate it, and everybody's been doing Ukraine solidarity for the last couple weeks. Mm. Charlotte FC game, more important than Ukraine solidarity, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> is just something I learned. Um So Ally, I don't know if they were saying they don't care about Ukrainian people anymore. I mean, I'm not like, I, I didn't hear this from a spokesperson, but if their building is to be trusted, last Saturday, soccer was more important than Ukrainian lives.
0: Uh, so I, uh, Milan just released a retro, uh, collection, so this, I, uh, all the way from, like, there's a jersey from 1962 that they released, but I bought the, uh, 93-94 season jersey, and I think it is just absolutely beautiful, dude, I'm so excited to get it tomorrow.
2: Oh, nice, very cool. Uh, it does have a collar on it, did they used to have collars? In yeah, I actually
0: recently watched a, a video about, uh, the, like, history of soccer jerseys and, uh, originally the way that British clubs distinguished themselves was from their hats and scarves, so... It used to be very yuppie, (laughs) Uh, and like collars have always been like a pretty big part of uh, like there's some Manchester United ones that are just straight up like fucking you might as well just wear them to church.
2: Yeah, I was uh, watching the wind that shakes the barley and they were playing like I'm sure it's not field hockey. It's probably some other game um, Mm. set in Ireland, and um, one of the things I noticed is that they are dressed better than I ever dress in my life to play field hockey. (laughs) they have all like they have all like slacks and suspenders and knickers <laughs> yeah they have slacks and suspenders and um and what do you vest on mm-hmm. and a jacket and i'm just like i've when i dress that well i'm like that's an important day in my life you know like that's for a wedding <laughs> they're just like that's me
0: go to divorce court
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for when i go to divorce court <laughs>
0: um yeah man i think the fashion soccer not maybe not the best i'm not gonna lie i think baseball jerseys are actually pretty fucking cool um but it's it's definitely up there man
1: Mm.
0: all right you want to get to questions yeah let's do it um all right so uh, my article is from dear sports fan uh and i figured i'd just go ahead and address the elephant in the room for any americans in our audience here's the question why do soccer players dive so much dear sports fan I hate to take your lofty discussions into the gutter, but I have to know. Why do soccer players fake fouls so much? Sincerely, Russ.
2: Yeah, if, uh, if, uh, if they can't be answered through a uh, biological difference, I really don't know. Why do they take more dives?
0: Trevor Noah gave a surprisingly good answer to this on his show. Whenever the World Cup was happening last time, he got like a few football questions every now and then on his show. Um... And, yeah, it was surprisingly competent. I guess it's nice to have, like, an international perspective on it. But, uh, yeah, he was just talking about, like, you take, like, any, like, up there star in soccer uh, who's, like, known for being, like, a good dribbler and, like, a lot of teams kind of just, like, resort to, like, tackling them to stop them during the game. Like, they take off their, like, shin guards and they take off their socks at the end of the game and they're, like, literally covered in blood from, like, how much they're, like, getting, like, stomped on in every game. And, like, one of the few ways you can get the ref's attention is by diving. And it's one of the few ways, like, a player can advocate for themselves on the field to make sure they're not getting, like, fucking trampled around. It's one of those things that's a really annoying, like, sticking point for Americans. Like, if that's, like, that's 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 worse than what I said earlier about the whole, like, I admire the sport because they can run a lot, is the people being like, yeah, I like the game, I just wish they didn't act so much or whatever. And it's like, you don't don't even watch the games, why do you care? What about the ones where it clearly isn't an overly aggressive player, but you can see the
2: video of the guy taking like a very like overdone dive from being barely touched
0: or not touched at all. I mean, it's incorporated in the game. It's called simulation and it's supposed to be a yellow card. So, I mean, the main issue that people have with it is that referees just don't usually give the yellow card for it. So uh, uh, that would be the that would be the main change that would fix that is if referees were more harsh on it. But
2: I mean, I don't know much about this stuff, but I I feel like it's a rhetoric that's so people are so vocal about that I hear other people's opinions. And I know that the other thing that you're supposed to say is that now basketball is becoming more like that. And they're taking a lot more dives Mm -hmm. in the NBA every year. It's like becoming more of the meta game to take a dive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess people can't really, uh, um, what do you call it? They can't really pick out soccer as somehow unique in that aspect. Any sport can Mm -hmm. build it into the meta. I do wonder if, it didn't have to be a part of the meta game, and if one of the leagues or FIFA or somebody along the way could have just not had much tolerance for it, and it wouldn't
0: have developed as, um, as a, as a strategy. Yeah, I mean that's probably true. Uh, so it it always comes up a lot during World Cup time, because uh, that's when most Americans are like even bothering to take a look at soccer. And I remember during the twenty fourteen World Cup, I think was uh with Arjen Robben, uh the Dutch soccer player. People would uh, talk about him a lot where um, the very obvious, like, thing that was happening was that he was just a very fast player. He relied on his speed. And so, like, if you're running, like, full speed and you just take, like, even, like, the slightest knock, it's... It, that's kind of where like it's not where it originated, but that whole like image of like a soccer player kind of rolling, where like he would be running at full speed, he'd get like uh stomped on or something, and then it would it would take a few rolls for him to get to like, to like a terminal velocity or whatever. <laughs> you describe uh, just him like, very much like a video character
2: or a video game character with an animation that plays. Like I'm really imagining a
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty a it's crash pretty bandicoot to people's minds. sort of situation here. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, people were making a lot of jokes about how uh Netflix released a documentary about the soccer player Neymar, and I know that they released different um thumbnails based on, like, the stuff that you watch, mm-hmm. but one of the most popular thumbnails is literally, like, him on the ground grabbing his shin, and they were like, damn, dude, they did him greasy like that, <laughs> just, like, especially because he is, like, known for being kind of one of the bigger stars who uh, dives quite a bit, but... yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, man, there's there's like a whole like even within soccer, like there's a whole culture of calling it out just as much as Americans do, but just in a way that's less someone on the outside hearing something and repeating it and more like actually caring about the game. So it's not something that like even soccer fans like enjoy or like relish in. We hate it just as much. But yeah, this is one of those things where like when people want to focus on that so much it's the most annoying thing. Hmm. Interesting. I just wish they'd be quiet. I just wish they would just let me watch my game. Do you really want
2: them to be quiet or do you want them to complain and then for you to get to complain about them? Is that what this is all in service of?
0: Uh, no, because I think I've... I almost brought in a uh, article about the away goal rule in soccer, which is one of those things where it's like-
2: Oh, wait, wait. Okay, I'm, I'm done being this jokey asshole. Can I say another one of the things that you did with people in America being like, I just don't get offsides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So
0: it's just like that. The away goals rule is just like that, where it's like just complicated enough that most Americans are like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, If you explain it to them. Yeah, and it's just frustrating. Like, it's annoying, like, to be at the bar and someone's like, oh, cool, so now it's 2-2, so if uh, the game ends right now, Liverpool wins. And you have to be like, no, because of the away goals rule, they would go to penalties if it ends right now. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure if it ends right now, Liverpool wins. It's like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Please (laughs) just stop talking. I know. That's mostly my reaction.
2: I know America has, like, a horrible soccer culture, and there's, you know, you're not supposed to be happy about living in America... As a soccer fan, but I will say there is something cool about the aesthetic of going to a bar real early to watch a soccer game and get rowdy. That is a benefit of having it mostly be a European
0: time zone sport. Oh, Paul, are you, come on. That Russia World Cup, going waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> to go watch soccer? <laughs> Forget about it. Come Forget on. Forget about it. Oh.
2: Why do they- So they're frustrated the with taking dives, or they want to know Why? So many soccer players take dives. Why do they fake fouls so much? Because they're a bunch of fancy European lads. They're a bunch of born with a silver spoon in their mouth, little Mm. rich fancy boys out of Mm. European prep schools, Mm. and they're scared of a real contact sport like football or bowling. Mm. Yeah, ask them to play a real sport like NASCAR. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ain't no fake diving in NASCAR, baby.
2: You see, but a NASCAR fan would get just as uh,
0: like indignant about that
2: as you were getting about soccer because they would do the whole like, you know, those things last for like four hours and you sweat this much water out and it's like so Uh, difficult and there's that whole spiel. You don't
0: even know the neck strength of someone who drives a NASCAR. (laughs) I feel like that's something I've legitimately heard about.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like the same thing. You can't really make fun of anything without the fans doing their indignant bit about it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Adrian, I don't mean to be calling you out. What I'm really calling out is people who
0: speak about things they don't know about. You should be respectful and nice all the time. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you're on watch. Um, yeah, no, my my quick answer to this is that they do it because it works. And, uh, that's, you know, what do you expect? Uh, okay, do you want to read the answer or do you want to say anything else about this one? Oh, now we can get to the answer. All right. Dear Russ, thanks for your question and your concern over the tone of our discussions here. Faking being fouled in soccer is officially known as simulation, but commonly referred to as diving. It's rampant. Players dive in absolutely every sport where there are fouls. Citation number one. But you're right that it seems most frequent and visible in soccer. Diving is in the news right now because there was a very silly and very obvious dive in the fantastic Women's World Cup quarterfinal match between the United States and Brazil. The US women were down a goal and down a man, with only a minute left in the overtime period. After almost 45 minutes of playing, with one fewer player on the field, the US team was still pressing the Brazilians. Some normal soccer stuff happened, and then all of a sudden, like she had been shot by a sniper, number 13 on the Brazilian team, Erica, crumpled on the ground. She lay there for a while and was eventually taken off on a stretcher. As soon as her stretcher reached the sideline, she hopped off it and ran onto the field as soon as she could get the ref's permission. The ref, offended by her chicanery, gave her a yellow card. Citation number three. I don't know. Oh, Down a Man was also citation number two. There are three things about soccer that contribute to it being the world's dubious sport. First, the official time is kept only by the referee on his or her watch the ref can stop the clock at his discretion for things like injuries etc but it's at his discretion so there's a chance that you actually will kill some time by pretending to be injured unlike football or basketball where the clock is managed by sideline officials along strict rules and visible to everyone in the stadiums one of the reasons at least the way i've heard always heard for soccer working this way is that the crowd knew exactly when the game was going to end then there would be riots As you might imagine from the way that time is managed, the soccer ref has an enormous amount of power over the game, and unlike many other sports, he or she is pretty much alone in that power. There are two refs in hockey, three in basketball, and lots in baseball and football, but only one in soccer. With one ref policing 22 players, it's much easier to fool him. The last factor that I think encourages diving is the usually very low scores in soccer. Most soccer games are decided by a goal or two. This swings the risk-slash-reward factors way in favor of deceit. The ref in the U.S. versus Brazil game, as bad as she was, was unusual and admirable for punishing that dive with a yellow card. The in-game consequences are usually limited to some whistles from the crowd. Hopefully, this helps explain diving in soccer. No cap. Okay, I'll bring in my article. My
2: kid isn't good at sports. Do I tell him the truth? Parents.com Answered by a doctor. My teen loves soccer. But he's just not very good at it. I feel like a really bad mom saying that, but it's true. I am very supportive regardless, but he's mentioned that he wants to look at colleges strictly for their soccer teams, and I really don't think that's a good idea. How do I tell my son to branch out to other things without hurting his feelings? As a kid who wasn't very good at sports, I feel like I always knew. I always kind of got a sense for it, so I can't relate
0: to this kid yeah soccer is a tough one um because it's, it's so much of a team sport although i guess i don't know because uh one of the other things from uh that i mentioned last week was the conversation between john mulaney and mike birbiglia was because they played so much basketball on their own like just shooting hoops or whatever in their backyard both of them had their own perception of like oh i'm really good at this game and it wasn't until they like started playing with other people that they were like oh wait no i'm not good at this game <laughs> soccer's not really like that like you definitely like games are with like you know Eight other people or whatever so i was
2: gonna say at least there's two positions he definitely can't be in he can't be goalkeeper right because that you just like there's there's objective stats on how
0: good or bad you're doing and yeah but it's a different skill set oh yo you mean he can't be a goalkeeper right now trying to make it as a goalkeeper no he can't be a goalkeeper because he
2: would see that his team keeps losing because right. they get scored on constantly like yeah, it's yeah, too yeah, obvious yeah. you're not good it's not yeah, yeah. something where somebody else can pick up the slack for you mm-hmm and probably not a forward, because once again, he would sort of... Unless he was just like, oh, I'm not a scorer. I'm more of like a support forward or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> more of a false nine. I'm more, I really get those assists. What is so obvious to his mom about him not being good that he's not seeing? And what position do you think has the most slack to just kind of like pass
0: it away quick and not realize? Yeah, I guess he could be like a midfielder. I, I remember when... um. When my dad uh, coached soccer, which he did for a while, and he coached the teams that I would play on, if we had a kid who was just, like, really no talent, couldn't even, like, pass the ball, you put them up as forward, because you don't want those people in your back line. Okay. Um, so that's where you put, like, the players, where you're like, that person's a liability. If they lose the ball far up the pitch, who cares? But, like, we're not putting them, like, in defense.
2: <laughs> he's, a, he's a goddamn liability, Adrian. I'm going to need you to take him out. Two shots <laughs> to the back of the head is all I'll take. He'll be forward. He won't see it coming.
0: So that's where I have to imagine this kid's playing.
2: Okay, you think he's
0: forward, and he's just,
2: like, thinking of himself as a support player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody else in his life? uh, Coach, other players, nobody else is letting him- Just amount of game time? Just, like, any of that? Yeah. Nothing's getting through to him? It has to be his
0: mom? I really feel like his mom shouldn't be the one to tell him he sucks maybe the mom's the one with the perception issue then if there's that many layers of defense that are getting breached
2: <laughs> yeah you think he's actually really good at this, just like the nastiest mom ever yeah
0: he's actually just like a really good holding midfielder and she's like I don't really understand the game so I don't understand what he's doing but he doesn't score any goals even though he plays a really deep lying role <laughs> yeah he's like
2: he's, he's just on defense like even more obviously not in a scoring role
0: <laughs> he has not scored a single goal all season <laughs> uh yeah I don't know that is true like like uh man I gotta stop referencing this one episode of the podcast but that was the other thing from John Mulaney talking about being bad at basketball he was like yeah but like it's one of those sports where like your your team's mean to you they're like don't pass to John he he can't do anything (laughs) like I mean he's not getting any of those because that happens in soccer too where there are players who are like kind of vocally people are like don't don't like you even see it in like professional teams. If a player's like in a bad slump, he just literally won't get the ball, even if he's totally open. Mm. I feel like there has to be something like this. Kid can't be that unself-aware.
2: Yeah. Do you think that's what drove Messi to be so good? Because his name could so obviously be made fun of. <laughs> Them being Messi? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which is why I'm naming my kid Buttlicker.
0: Hmm. Buttlicker. Buttlicker. Hmm. It's kind of sexy when you say it like that. <laughs> uh, what, what what are
2: your ideas, Adrian? Did you ever see this with anybody like uh with us growing up? Like somebody who was uh, incorrect about their talent?
0: Did you have somebody on okay, your team? So this is a story that I don't want. To-
2: okay, editor Paul jumping in, just filling out this story. Adrian tells a long story that's incredibly obvious about who it is. So cutting that out. You guys don't get to hear the juicy details about that person we went to high school with because it might get back to
0: them. Yeah, it's it's hard not to get those feedback mechanisms, uh, like you know, coming to you. Like, there's, mm. I, is there any sport where you can really be terrible and like just get away with it, like without knowing that you're bad at it? Or yeah, I you, guess because soccer is such a team game, you could maybe get like that. Maybe is the the only one. I don't know. I mean, this does remind me of. Um, do you do you remember the rapper
2: Sheck Wes? Yeah, you know Black Bamba. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Bamba Mo Bamba, mm. <laughs> Black Bamba. Um, his goal was to be in the NBA, and I was like, I don't think you can have a hit number one song and then also be in the NBA.
0: Like, you, tell that to Jake Cole. Was he in the NBA? Didn't he go to, like, he moved to Africa for a while to, like, play on a a basketball team? (laughs) But I've heard multiple
2: rappers do this bit about wanting to be NBA players and not as a bit. Like, they take it real serious. Yeah. And it just always confuses me of, like, what, what, are you not, like, have you just heard too many stories about, like, uh, Michael Jordan being cut from his middle school team and you're like, okay, Mm. I'm not good right now, but. You know, Albert Einstein failed math. (laughs) Anything else to talk about in this angle? Okay, being worse than anybody's willing to tell you you are. Any more of the parenting angle that you want to take? Where's this boy's Bob? Maybe he could get good. <laughs> Maybe somebody just needs to take him out and make him like, I don't know. What's the thing you make somebody repeat over and over in a, like, a movie to like, you have to get this perfect before you learn anything else in soccer?
0: Washing a car? Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think that ever Going happens. Going back to Karate Kid? On the field. <laughs> No, that helps if you're a goalie. I fear not the man who's tried a thousand kicks one time. I fear the man who's done one kick a thousand times. Who's doing a thousand kicks one time? (laughs) Huh, Bruce Lee? (laughs) Are there even that many kicks?
2: Yeah, that makes no sense. Was Bruce Lee kind of stupid?
0: Big Facts No Cap exclusive? Bruce Lee, kind of stupid? I'm not not co-signing that. That's on you. I think he could have been a chess grandmaster if he put his mind to it.
2: You know what? I was going to say, like, who would care about me making that statement? But there was that massive controversy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where they made Bruce Lee mm. too cocky. Kind of a jerk
0: or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And people were legitimately offended about it. It was like... He's a, he's a humble guy. What a weird thing to care about him. It wasn't, like, his family or estate state or anything. It wasn't like that, where, like, they're still super big and, like, defending his name or anything. It was, like, actual just internet people. Oh, I think
2: it was his fans, but I don't know. Adrian, I'm not engaging with any of this stuff at a level
0: more of than reading a le- headline and going, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess we haven't touched on this yet, but, yeah, if your kid's trying to, like, pick out colleges based on soccer, then maybe that's, like, the point where you have to be like, hey, man, maybe try and do astrophysics or something. <laughs> maybe do really well in the SATs or something.
2: Even if your kid is
0: legitimately
2: pretty good at soccer, if they're still going to a worse school than they would have gone to because they want to go to like a non like ACC school or whatever so they can play soccer in a lower league, I don't think that's worth it For just to get the camaraderie of being on a team and get to be on a soccer team in college. I don't think yeah. it's worth it to pick your school on that. Like either you you should be going to the school you want to go to for non-sports related reasons and they just happen to have a team you can get on or if you can make it like to the ACC or a top tier college like, uh,
0: or a top tier league school. It's also so, it's also so bizarre that Americans still do like the uh, football, like, you go to college and then you go to pro cause like mm. I mean dude kids in Italy are like they're getting drafted at like 8 like if the if they show promise then like at 8 they're going into like a soccer academy and like learning from then on
2: which is weird so. cause it's not a law like baseball doesn't do that so why doesn't soccer just do what baseball yeah. does in America it's not like
0: yeah there was a the kid from with uh, one testicle from our high school he only had one testicle mhm how do you know were you sucking it yeah I was trying to find the other one I was like I want to taste the other one too just to get a little comparison <laughs> um i was like the way he wrote me in is he asked me if i uh if i knew uh howie and i was like who and he was like how are we gonna fit these nuts in your mouth and i was like oh there must be two then
2: (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you how did i not know he had one testicle i feel like uh that's something
0: i would have loved to have known i think it's associated with hitler so he tried to keep it under wraps is that known now is it like on his wikipedia page uh, I don't think he got anything further than, like, reserves in the MLB, so I don't think he's really got, like, a Facebook page, to be honest. Also, I don't know the kid's name, so that's also part of it. Oh, hey, on pod, there it is, leave it in. <laughs> um, Cool, alright, let's hear this answer. The very
2: short answer is, don't. Not because I suggest you falsely cheer him on or protect his self-esteem, but because he will learn best if his environment gives him feedback naturally. As his mother, you can stay in the role of his biggest but honest fan and let the world do the dream crushing. Jesus. That's a dark sentiment. (laughs) I think it's normal for each of us to have our own parental blind spots. Who else will think our children are as extraordinary as we do? In fact, research supports the importance of parents nurturing healthy levels of self-esteem with specific truth-based praises and attention to their strengths. When it comes to specific skills, we can be like talent managers, spotting and encouraging.
0: Actually, so we're kind of going through a revolution right now where like soccer is going through like a money ball thing. And I would love for like parents to be like, hey, your short passes per completed per 90 were on point this game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably a thing, right?
2: Like the parent who's like a big dweeb and really idle about writing down all the stats even for like the high school game.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. They do that for like travel soccer. Like as soon as like 12, they're like, hey, like the number of turnovers that you contributed to this game was unacceptable. You got to get that sorted out.
2: Oh, really? I didn't know people yeah. started that sort of a uh, score that yeah. early. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. When it comes to specific skills, we can be like talent managers, spotting and encouraging our child's strengths while being real about their weaknesses. Do you want to read the if you must or anything else? Or uh, Let me see. I'm I'm going to skim the rest of it and see if there's anything interesting. I respect your realistic appraisal of your son's skills rather than a rose-colored belief that he can do anything he sets his mind to. As I watch my first grader soccer team member get his hand tied in the goal net repeatedly and wonder what do his parents say to him after the game. The idea that a seven-year-old is dumb enough to repeatedly throughout the game catch himself in the soccer net like a fly he caught in a web yeah.
0: is incredible. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so I have um so it's it's hard for me to get the like gradiated nuances in ages, but I coached U5, and I can see this, where, like, I definitely had, like... But, like, at that age, like, parents aren't really, like, fooling themselves about whether their kids are going to go pro or whatever. If they're age 5, it's like, this gets my kid out of the house. And I definitely had, like, kids where, like, I would put them in for one quarter of a game, and they would just sit in, like, the corner and pick grass or, like, things like that. Like, I definitely had those kids, and I don't think their parents had any... uh misgivings or whatever the word is or uh
2: yeah but they're five that kid could end up being good the next year it's just probably like at that age it's more like a socialization thing than yeah than like yeah, a skill saying nobody's worried about their kid not being good or good there's nothing to I mean, say at- in the car but at seven yeah, if at- a kid you- is getting stuck in a net he definitely is just a little bit stupid
0: u5 is also really fun because one of those things are like games are won and lost by having one kid who's good at soccer like <laughs> any kid with any amount of aptitude like there was uh this asian kid that i had on uh, my team that i coached one time his name was abner and literally like the game plan every single game was like give abner the ball and let him tear through the other team <laughs> that that was the plan <laughs> Adrian
2: was like, "Abner's my meal ticket. He's going to make it all the way to the MLS, and I'm going to manage <laughs> this him."
0: This is my boy.
2: <laughs> this is my boy right here. Also, later in the answer, they do go on to complain about like cancel culture. No, they go on <laughs> 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 talk about. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, they they complain about like not complimenting them too much because of how in the yeah. 80s everybody got a everybody a got a trophy. Tri- participation trophy, and then they. <sighs> They back that up and say that that studies have shown that it led... Some experts have suggested it led to a generation of narcissists. And there's a link there. And I thought that that was just like an old man complaint. I didn't think there was ever any proof about that. But I guess the phrase experts suggested... Means probably there isn't any proof.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a blog post from one person, <laughs> is what it links to.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the participation trophy thing never did any harm, and that is definitely. Yeah. Because I'll go ahead and say it again: when you're bad, you know you're bad. The, uh, like the world tells you in enough ways that the trophy is it what makes or breaks your perception of your own skill. <laughs> That's not what's going to make you a narcissist. Like, the world has enough signals as a kid to let you know when you're good or bad at something. Yeah. I promise you, enough old people told me things like, don't worry, you're good at school. Like, I got the hint. <laughs> I took <the> hint. <laughs> I've mentioned it before, but I'm still so salty about the coach I had who told his son who got upset. At- it was like a church league basketball coach kid lived in my neighborhood and when i beat his son at something during practice he literally said to his kid you let paul beat you like even as a kid i was like you're the motherfucking coach you're an adult (laughs) like i was like the fuck sort of adult are you Yo, that's rough, dude.
0: That's that's disrespectful.
2: I know. As a kid, I was like, you are not a good adult. Like you were just a bad parent. Like I was like more upset at him from a like adult perspective. I was God like, damn. I don't think you're supposed to say stuff like that. I got nothing to say about that. That's rough. Did I never tell you that story before? I thought I'd that. No, you never told that story
0: before. That's so crazy.
2: Uh the answer goes on to mention. You should ask the coach about whether they're good enough to play in college. Maybe you'll be
0: surprised. you think that's when the coach says, uh, he could probably make it at St. Lawrence. And you're like, isn't that the all-women's college? And he's like, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the rest of the answer is about not overhyping them without being mean to them. Kind
0: of boring stuff. Cool. All right, all right, all right. you ready to keep this footy theme going. I am. All right, this is, I think, a first that we're doing this, but we're returning back to Dear Sports Fan, to another one of their columns uh, for the third segment. And this is, what do the 20 most common strange soccer terms mean? Uh, So this is a little bit about the insider lingo and jargon of uh, football. So there's always been kind of, you know, in every sport, there's a language that's insular. And so Paul, as an outsider, I'm gonna quiz you on these and see if you can get what they mean. Any, uh, Any, anything else? That you uh, want to explain for you? No sir. I think that makes sense to me. Paul, I think the first one's near and dear to your heart. Cap. Mm. What does a cap mean in soccer?
2: I'm going to say that that has to mean scoring a goal towards the end of the game. Like you you capped off the game with that one. It's it's putting in the point like making it 1-0 right around like the 85 minute mark.
0: I really enjoy this. Um, I'm, I can already tell I'm gonna like this. That's not right, um, <laughs> but I do like that creativity, Paul. <laughs> Actually, this is one of those things where, because uh, like, not even like the European side of it, but also like, there's so much Latin American slang in soccer that like I only know because my dad tells me. Like just today, I found out that there's a term for. Uh, when you kick the ball and it goes into the goal by hitting the crossbar and going down in, which like uh, it's something that people actively enjoy. Like I like uh Adrian over at Rabona TV. It's his favorite way for someone to score a goal. No like real solidified codified en- English term for that. Like, but there's a Spanish one for it. Um, So cap. Is uh, not part of a team's uniform or kit, bonus word. A cap is an appearance on a country's national team. The number of caps a player has is used as a sign of how experienced he or she is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's been capped for country like 60 times would be the way you would use it. Okay, I think you got this one nil. Zero.
2: That's just British
0: for zero. Fancy-sounding word for zero, used by British and Anglophilic soccer fans. Oh, by the way, what's, uh, what's your prediction for out of 20, now that you've had one of one? Ooh,
2: I'm gonna, I, I don't think, it depends on which, which, because nil was so easy and cap was so hard, so it really depends which direction it goes, so let's split the difference and say 10. Let's just keep this going. Right. I, I have half of them right now, I'll get half of total, right?
0: I think you're gonna get this one too. Pitch. Oh, that's the field. The field of play, as in the place you would pitch the ball from if you were playing baseball or cricket. Alright. I think this is following the pattern so far, because this is going from easy back to hard. Faults nine. Faults 9
2: Mm-hmm. Like F-A-L-S-E? mm mm-hmm. um, It's when you don't have the right amount of players on field. So it, you either have one too many or one too few. And so you get uh, carded for that, or some sort of uh, you know negative (laughs) consequence.
0: You get a little spanking on the tushy, (laughs) bare balls in
2: back. (laughs) The ref tells the coach, "No, you don't get to do that."
0: (laughs) No. Um, So this is, as far as I know, popularized. It might have been one of those things that's like from the '70s, but got popularized again recently. But Pep Guardiola with Messi at Barcelona, a false nine is a striker forward uh that is the farthest forward player, but frequently drops back farther normally than a striker would to get more involved in the build up play okay um so it's a very specific type of position that a a, a striker will take um okay, number five stoppage or injury time
2: uh the time that they add on at the end of the first half or at the end of the game to make up for. The fact that the clock doesn't pause like in other sports.
0: Ding ding ding, Paul. You're doing great. Three out of five so far. Um, yeah, it has a little explanation about how soccer is the only time sport whose official clock is kept secret during the game. The ref adds time at the end of it. Yada yada yada. Um, all right, four four two. Mm, that's a uh, that's
2: a positioning thing for like how you set up the players on the field. Like you're putting. Four defense, four midfield, two strikers. Uh, you can like switch those number around for how many players you have on each part of the lineup. Famously, you can't have more than one goalie, so they don't even throw that in
0: there. Paul, that's that, Yeah, good job. I feel like there are people that I played like in high school with that like didn't know that the, like that's how you do a soccer formation is um, or like my dad would like tell the players for our team like we're gonna do a four four two and you'd have to explain that like four is the number of defenders, four is the number of midfielders. So yeah, spot on. Good job, Paul. All right. Another one that might be a little bit uh, on the easier side, a clean sheet. Uh, nobody
2: on the field has a red or yellow card at this point.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That would be cool if there was a name for that. But no, that's just, it's the closest thing that's a synonym to it in American sports is a shutout. Just uh, a goalkeeper uh, not getting scored on at any point during the game.
2: Nice. Okay. I guess that's also maybe a perfect game, but I guess for a pitcher, that's more like they would be offensive or something. I don't know. But yeah, similar. Yeah,
0: I think a perfect game for a pitcher is way harder than a clean sheet for a goalkeeper. Yeah, considering people barely ever score
2: in soccer. Yeah. Switch the field. Is that uh, at halftime when they switch sides? You know, you start pointing north if you were pointing south before. Like a compass, or what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> when you start facing the other side of the, you know, you're, you're, you're
0: attacking the other goal, your goalkeeper's swap. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, that's a very good guess, but no, uh, switch the field means to pass the ball a long way across the field. Uh, uh, so from left to right. Oh, uh, right I to thought left.
2: that was a cross.
0: Uh, so it is, but if you do it like in midfield, it's called just switching the field. Got you, a cross is uh, right next to the uh, goal Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm all right paul okay you're okay so you're at eight and you've got four so you're still doing all right but we got a couple more to go uh golazo golazo i'll give you a hint if you want one no okay i'm gonna say
2: uh yeah i don't know i don't know at all i guess i'll take your hand
0: okay so it is yeah it's like a spanish term um but the English translation that people use that means basically the same thing uh, is a worldie. I saw uh, when passed between everybody
2: and the team without a shooting attempt, everybody on the team has touched it without you having taken a shot on goal. Hmm.
0: Paul, I love where your head's at, but no. (laughs) Actually, that's not it. A golazo or a worldie is an unusually beautiful goal. The creativity and technical excellence of the goal matter more for the qualification as a golazo than the importance of the goal.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. Oh,
0: I guess it would have been too obvious, but the other thing that people say is just like banger or like, uh, you know, like a screamer or something like that.
2: I guess I was thinking with worldie, like uh, around the world or like it's gotten to every place. So that's what I was kind of trying to go with. But okay.
0: Uh, that might have confused me. Confused you more than it helped you, to be honest, then. Um, a nutmeg. All right. With a nutmeg, you crack it
2: open. So I'm going to say it's when the players do that thing where they all line up whenever there's like not a penalty kick, but, you know, those kicks that are like kind of outside of the goalie box. Free but, cl- kick, yeah. but yeah, free kick that's close enough that they're going to try to score from it. And everybody tries to do that thing where they like line up in front of it. And so it's a nut bag because you're cracking open those uh, opposing team players.
0: Again, love where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm surprised you haven't heard this one. I feel like this one's pretty common in the States. Uh, when one player tricks another player by passing, shooting, or dribbling the ball between the opponent's legs. ah, uh, The term's derivation is disputed, but one great theory involves spice counterfeiting. Um, so yeah, people will shorten it just like being like, yeah, he got megged or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it has, they actually have a whole article from this website about the, where it comes from and the disputed uh, accounts for it, but it's a mystery to this day. Um, okay. I'm looking at the rest of this and I don't know, (laughs) I don't know if you're going to reach your goal, (laughs) Paul, uh, parking the bus.
2: All right, before a game, often teams have to travel to, uh, <laughs> to, go, to go to play at another location, especially mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. especially teams in Europe who are maybe lower leagues and don't have a lot of money or if it's like close to each other in Britain, right? You're not gonna fly. So you're gonna take the bus with the team yep. on it. Before you go into the stadium, you're gonna park that bus.
0: But pa- <laughs> I like how you said that like the uh catchphrase for what is that home improvement show? <laughs> oh, yeah, move move that bus. <laughs>
2: um, okay, parking the bus, I'm gonna say it's when you uh when you pass back to the goalie, uh so that they can hold it for a second and uh mm. and uh pass it to somebody else upfield.
0: That's actually that's not super far away, but it's not correct either. <laughs> uh when one team commits all of their resources to defending. This can be a good strategy against a superior team. Okay. Um, So it's when you basically have 11 players behind the ball. Um, But as you said, yeah, uh, buses are kind of one of the main ways that teams travel if they're just going within their own country. Although there was a fun little video about us playing away at uh, Venezia, which is in Venice, where we took a boat to get to their stadium. Mm. Little, Little fun Italian thing. All right. Advantage.
2: Is that just before the game when all the pundits are saying they're going into this game with an advantage? Oh, is this a tournament thing where it's like advantage such and such team because they can lose it and be okay, Mm -hmm. but the other team has to win to stay in the tournament?
0: I'll give you the one hint that this is not a meta term. It's like in the game, you can have advantage for a very brief period. Is it when you get the golden star level
2: up and it, like you start going all the colors of <laughs> <up> the <laughs> rainbow? <laughs> and anybody you touch takes damage?
0: Um. So essentially what it is is like, so if we're on a counterattack, Paul, and you have the ball and you pass it to me, but when you pass the ball, you get fouled and the game should technically stop there. If I get the ball and I'm still going towards the other goal and we're still having a good attacking opportunity, the referee will wait to call that foul until later and see how the play plays out. So that's what it means to have advantage. So technically the game should stop because something happened to your team, but they're going to let the game play on because you guys are in a good position. Okay. That's what it means to have advantage. That makes sense. Okay. You might get this one. Professional
2: foul. Professional foul.
0: Yeah. Not F-O-W-L, but F-O-U-L.
2: Oh, so it's not the hawk that you're allowed to bring <laughs> on when you have advantage. <laughs> I want to say that that's an unsportsmanlike foul, so it's not an in-game rule break, but a uh, you've either like you know said something rude or uh, celebrated in excess, mm, in like a hedonistic way. I guess celebrating in excess is much more an NFL or like American sports thing. I feel like they really let you go all out in soccer you are allowed to rip off your shirt and run around and, and like, teabag the other player or whatever.
0: (laughs) That has been penalized in recent years, where if you take your shirt off, that can be a yellow card.
2: What? I thought that was, like, an in-joke in soccer about how fun that was, that everybody gets to rip off their shirt.
0: (laughs) Everyone gets to go shirtless. (laughs)
2: Yeah, if you score a goal, you get to rip off your shirt. That's a part of it.
0: I don't know if it coincides with um them doing like all of the money ball like technology stuff where like every sports player wears a bra now that like tracks their heart rate and like how much they're moving, but not a lot of people take their shirts off now <laughs> after they score. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, so a professional foul so you basically described what is a technical foul. A professional foul is an intentional foul committed by a player, usually a defender, to prevent a scoring chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were right. It's kind of one of those things that's like it's technically no worse than any other foul, but it's usually more strategic, like, I'm going to do this and probably get a yellow card just so they don't go score right now. Gotcha. All right, a through ball. Mm,
2: when you pass between two of the opposing team's players to your own player.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give you that. That was more or less, yeah. Uh through ball is just a pass that's designed to go behind the opposing team's defense, uh, where it can be picked up by a teammate. Uh, usually it has like kind of like a diagonal tint to it, um, but it can kind of be any kind of pass like that, so... Very good, Paul. You're at five, so you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Uh, This one's this one's real insider baseball or whatever the term would be for soccer. Uh, Tiki Taka, Mm. a very memed about phrase in soccer.
2: I think that's like what a player is like a Tiki Taka player. You know, like he's uh he's like dribbling a lie. He's trying to juke people out. Like he's not passing. He's a Tiki Taka player. Like Tiki Taka. You know, he's just like he's like. uh, He's like, he's hey, he, Fred over there. He's tipping and tapping and ticking and tucking and, and, you know, he's all over. He's running with it. He's doing a lot of dribbling. He's doing a lot of jukes. He's, he's, he's all over the place. He's a tiki-taka player.
0: Okay. I like how you used it in a sentence. That's good. <laughs> uh, tiki-taka is a style of play popularized by the Spanish men's national team that relies on high volume, relatively safe short passes to move the ball and maintain possession um it's very possession-based football it's like a whole style i sort of
2: had the right idea about like the onomatopoeia of it but i said it was dribbling instead of passing like tick tock
0: (laughs) yeah you might have actually gotten there (laughs) tiki taka is actually just uh, a soccer-based tiktok (laughs) okay okay so i feel like you have like english sensibilities for what you know about the game so this one might be okay for you uh woodwork no clue, but thank you for
2: the optimism. I like that you believe in me. That's one of my love languages, is being complimented. Hey, when when like uh, when somebody's upset at you for having done the wrong thing, and you're like, well, that would have worked. I'm doing it. Are that. you doing Jeff
0: Foxworthy? Phil's going to be so mad that you're still adding <laughs> extra letters into it. <laughs> He's going <laughs>
2: to... Okay, you're like, I bet that would work. That's when you have an idea of a really cool play. Like, you know how, like, as a kid, you'd come up with, like, theories, like, maybe, like, a double punch in karate, and you'd be like, that would work.
0: What if I carried you on my shoulders, and that's how we did the corner kick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that um, would work. No, it's a very good guess, but uh, even though they're no longer made out of wood, uh, it's what you call the frame of the goal. So if a if a shot hits the post, it's called hitting the woodwork. Um... Oh, okay, this is an interesting one. I didn't realize this was, like, a niche term. Uh, work rate. Is that just a general term for, like, the, how exhausted a player is? I'll give it to you, yeah. I don't really know why this is considered, like, a niche term. It's just an imaginary stat that refers to how hard a player is playing.
2: Oh, whoa. That's, uh, way luckier that, that was. my guess was closer to that than I would have expected.
0: I mean... This is kind of like when um I was telling you about that uh, YouTube video I watched where they were doing like Gen Z slang like guess what it means and one of them was manifesting and I was like it just it means the exact same thing as the it's way always we use it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> uh, I feel like that's another one where it's like yeah that's just what work rate means um Okay overlap You might actually be able to catch it in these last few ones at least get pretty close you can get up to 9 with these last 3 which are not super hard you say that for, you've said, like, this
2: next one you'll know for so many, I haven't. Stop <laughs> jinxing me. <laughs> overlap. Um, I'm going to say it's when. Uh, it can also often be
0: used as going you've in pulled an overlap. Oh, go ahead. An overlapping run is often how it'll be used. An overlapping run.
2: Damn, I don't know. I was going to say when your defense is pulled up so much. That they've overlapped into the other like half of the field, into the offensive half of the field, mm. um, but you're saying an overlapping run is that when when they've somewhat cleared the ball, but you st- but one of your players gets possessions and you're kind of doing two like you're you're trying to keep the momentum of the last play alive
0: uh, and push forward. It's like overlapping Ooh. plays. Not a bad guess, but no, it usually refers to like. Uh, if someone ahead of you has the ball, and before they release the ball, you actually pass them up the field. So, like, you kind of run past them, and then they uh, give so you the ball.
2: Oh, so it's not a, uh, so then that doesn't count as an uh, offsides, because when you passed it, they were behind the
0: last defender, or? Yeah, or even just, like, like, regardless of offsides, just, like, you know, a, a left winger gets the ball, and the left fullback, who's technically supposed to play behind them, runs past them so they can be open for a pass. Gotcha. Alright, last two. Booking.
2: Uh, Running. Real fast. I mean, isn't that the generic term in English? Like, when you're booking it, you're going real fast? I'll think about it for one more second. (laughs) Oh, shit. I think you know this one. Booking. 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 I don't don't think I know any other definition of booking. Okay, it's not booking it. It's, uh...
0: I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone saying during a soccer game, yeah, that guy's booking it. (laughs)
2: uh is, is that is that a header because that's the sound it makes when it hits your head Bonk. Booking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i love where your head's at <laughs> but uh no a booking is just getting a yellow or a red card so when you go in the referee's book
2: oh okay that's that i should have gotten that that seems like one where my where my test taking skills could have saved me if i'd really applied them
0: yeah i guess it's one of those things where the technology hasn't really no one's invented it yet but like yeah like they still literally write down in pen like when someone gets a. it's like card, when you tell somebody to work. roll down their window and you
2: do that like motion like a swirl like it's an old-timey window and that <laughs> they still call it booking it
0: even though they all have iphones on them um okay last one kind of a little bit like work rate but uh cynical uh when when it actually just gets into sat words after this so if you (laughs) you want to keep going (laughs) when you're you're losing (laughs) and it's towards the end of the game so your team's demotivated uh so cynical is a play that violates the unwritten rules of the game Uh, so on offense this usually applies to simulation or diving on defense this normally is a professional foul so a foul that doesn't need to be as violent as it is is often called cynical
2: like the unwritten rules of the game like uh you shouldn't uh you you shouldn't pee on the field behind all your teammates
0: (laughs) you must buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse and other unwritten (laughs) games (laughs) rules of the game of soccer (laughs) wait is that from something (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) (laughs) that's uh Andy Daly's character (laughs) the poet laureate of the west (laughs) um all right cool well paul you did not meet your goal but honestly that quiz was obviously something that in no reality would i have been able to judge how hard that would be for someone who isn't me so <laughs> you know i what? apologize for giving you lofty goals it was worth it because i got to learn what being a ticca player is e- um, e- you can talk about that Taka. all right no cap uh you're welcome international listeners this is the last time we're doing an international sport it's american sports from here on out and big fact soccer what are you a kid grow up play a real sport 16
1: year old bitch They said take it to ten I got holes callin' your nigga foul Where's Ali with the motherfucking dog bitch I Pro. Like a hoe, huh. like a huh. I be ballin', huh. like my nigga mo, Bubba. bitch. Yeah.